Hey everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the Double Click Podcast. As we double click on discipleship, we're looking at one of our big four elements, Scripture. Hey everybody, we are Matt and Justin. We are Matt and Justin. That was great. That was beautiful. Um, it's not untrue. We are Matt and Justin. We are Matt and Justin. That's great. That's our uh, football team motto. But anyway, we are diving in with discipleship. and going to double click on that and then double click again on one of the elements of the big four. We have been talking through this the last few weeks. And just a reminder, our big four are the elements that we think we uh, have learned are uh, vital, necessary. I don't know if that's that's too strong of a word, but for your time of discipleship to be successful with other believers, these are four elements we believe that are absolutes that need to happen mm-hmm. within your time together. And so we began the first week talking about connecting, where you personally are connecting with other members of the group. That happens for about the first 10 or 15 minutes of your time together. From there, we moved to prayer. Uh, we discussed some very practical ways of how prayer is a must, an absolute must. That's something that has to happen within your discipleship time as man is addressing God and talking to him and asking him to step in. And now we move into the one that we've got written up here as scripture. Um, but I can say this in another way that's going to pique a lot of group leaders' interest. Um, this is also asked in a different way where we talk about the word material. Mm, as material. in what material am I going to use in my group? What Bible study? Like how is my group going to stay focused on Scripture? And before we get there, we just wanted to find out, uh, to define out a little bit further, uh, why Scripture is such a vital part. And we all know that. But the reality is, is when we talk about that Scripture element within our time together, your group has to stay focused Hmm. on Scripture. Because that's the place where we as humans, that is the number one path in which God communicates to us is through his word. And so if you are not surrounded and founded on scripture with your time together in your group, then that means that most likely you're not giving God the opportunity to speak into your group. And so what happens if you take this element out, and we all kind of know this, is you completely lose perspective and you end up having a group that's meeting together to discuss their own opinions. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, looking back at the the parts of the big four that we've covered, connecting, that's help, that helps us to be personal with one another. Prayer, we talked about, that brings the power into the group because we're relying on the Lord. Scripture, like you said, that gives us our perspective. And I think we can sit together and we can talk about a lot of things, uh, but if we're not careful, if it's not, like you said, grounded and founded in, in God's Word, um, then we just are starting to share opinions. We're starting to share our viewpoints on things. And I think if we are founded in Scripture, it ensures that we're striving as a group and as individuals to see how God sees, not how we see it. We're not just there to give our opinions to somebody else in the group. We're there to say, okay, here's what God's Word says. How can I help hold you accountable? How can I help um, guide you through something? How can you help guide me through something based on what the Word of God says? Yeah, and I think that's really crucial as we understand the Scripture element. Even if you're using a Bible study or using a video-based series within your group time together, because this is going to be the majority of your time. You're going to spend most of your time diving into the Word of God. And one area we want to want to just kind of call out right now when we get there, and Justin hinted at this, um, you want to make sure that this time is not dominated by the opinion of man. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of those warning places we get to. Where when you're talking about a material, or even if your your group is going reading through the Bible, a lot of the places we can lose depth 
and we can lose connection to allowing God to speak into our lives and to speak into our group is when we get into the uh, opinion-based or um, where we're just analyzing Scripture. Mm -hmm. We're not allowing Scripture to speak into our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll dive in with that a little bit more, but I want to get really practical on if we're looking at a group meeting and we're walking through the steps we've gone through so far. A group walks into a room. You spend 10 minutes or 15 minutes or so connecting. If your group's not a room full of talkers, then maybe you do that by bringing in some questions just to kind of get conversation going. Uh, at that point, you need to spiritually focus. So you stop, you pray, you ask God to step into this time, you surrender it to Him, and then you're done praying. And here's what, what I love to do when I'm leading a group or even when I'm just a part of a group to help transition into the material or the scriptural time is I love to share quiet times. I love to take a moment and go around the room and say, hey, tell us about one of your times with God this week and what did he speak to you from Scripture. Um, And really what that does is that's a great transition point because you've just connected, you've gotten everybody talking, you've prayed, you've invited God in. Well, now let's get personal with it. Let's go ahead and take a little bit of that deep dive, and it flows really nicely. And one of the things that um, I learned from a Bible study series was what works really well with your group is if you just have them, hey, practice writing down your quiet times. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of metrics out there. There's a lot of methods you can use. And, And really, if you have people that aren't comfortable sharing yet, when they write it down, all you're saying is, hey, can you read to us what you wrote down for your quiet time? Um, and really that helps do two things. We've talked about this and we mentioned it before, but if your group is not spiritually preparing during the week for your group time and the leader is the only person doing it, then it stops becoming a group and it becomes a class. Yep. It stops becoming discipleship and it becomes education. And you're going to, as the leader at that point, uh, I think we talked about this earlier, a couple weeks in, you're burnt out, right? Because you're, you're pouring out and pouring out. And the whole point of discipleship is iron sharpening iron. It's for other people to be pouring into you as well. You may be someone leading in the facilitation and then kind of, hey, come to our house or whatever it may be, but it needs to be every person into that in that group having skin in the game pouring into one another. And, you know, this is this is a little bit further down the road in our conversation, but I'll go ahead and say this. For for me and my experiences, I've learned over time that if people aren't diving in and investing their time outside to prepare for the group as a leader, a lot of times what happens is we try to carry it. Mm. And the longer we try to carry it without saying, hey, here's the deal. I love having this time together. I love you guys. If y'all still want to hang out, we can make time for that. But right now in my life, I need some people who are going to dive in with me. And it's fine. And and I just give them permission. I say, it's fine if you're not there. Yep. Like like if 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 you don't don't want to do that, that's fine. But I've got to have that. Yep. And I don't present it like I try to do my best to not present it to them as a you're a screw up and you can't do this because that's not what's happening. In reality, I'm heartbroken. They're not journeying with me. Yeah. And and so a lot of times this is one of those times where you know we'll say this often. You have a DTR. You define the relationship. Mm-hmm. And when you've defined the relationship that hey, at the very beginning, we're going to commit to being prepared each week for the next six weeks, for the next eight weeks, for this semester, for this year. Um, that's one of those times when repetitively people aren't showing up prepared. Well, I'll just stop and I'll be like, hey, what are we doing? Mm. Because you know what? I, I, I've i got to have this. What's well, accountability, which is it part is, of that, that it group. Is. And, and that's a skill that, that develops over time. Yeah, and I think I don't want to get too far ahead because I know we were trying to go somewhere. Uh, but one of the things that has helped me and the groups that I've been in to make sure everyone is prepared um, whether I'm a, the group leader or someone else is, um, 
we call it facilitation or the facilitator. So when we get to this part of our of our group time, which is scripture, whether that's through uh, studying a book of the Bible or using a, a resource, um, we have a schedule. And so it would be, hey, Justin went last week. Matt, you're going to facilitate this week. And um, sometimes I know we've mentioned this. Uh, I think it was in the It's Personal podcast where we look at scripture and we talk about what does the scripture tell me about God? What does this tell me about me? What questions do I have? So, so what am I going to do with this? It could be just as simple as that, that each week that person facilitates that. So in their study of the scripture, they write down, hey, here's what it told me about God. And then they open the floor up to say, what else did God reveal to himself or reveal to you about himself? And so um, all the rambling to say that if you look at it as facilitation, if you ask others in that group to have skin in the game there um, to where it's not just you leading that time every week, I think that's also very a helpful practical tool to make sure that People in your group are prepared and ready if they know, oh man, on Wednesday, the group's going to look to me to kind of facilitate this time. And again, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to go super deep into it. It's just knowing that you, you're you on to kind of help lead and facilitate conversation. Absolutely. And I love that element when you start putting responsibility on other people in the group. Mm-hmm. Because that's very healthy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with me, what I've experienced is I might lead the first four weeks to six weeks. And as my group um, continues to grow together, that's the point at which I'll be like, hey, why don't we rotate this? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, and this is way further down the road, we'll get there. We'll actually probably get there next week a little bit. A lot of times that helps you identify somebody who later down the road is going to start their own group. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get there. We want to stay on scripture right now. Um, as we get through that quiet time time, aspect and we get to the question of okay what is our group going to study what are we going to do what's the material what's the video um i want to change that question a little bit because that's a question that is probably the most asked question by groups and group leaders in my 16 years Mm. in church like that is the most dynamic question and also it is one of the most frustrating so here's what i like to do is we're talking about the material aspect of this I think the question is not, before you figure out what you're going to do, whether it's going to be a Bible study, it's going to be a video, it's going to be just reading through Scripture together, understand what the goal of this time is. The goal of this time is for you as a group to walk into the presence of God and be shaped by Him. That's right. And so the question you're asking when it comes to material is how do you get there? Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes, depending on your skill set as a group leader, you might need a video to help bring about spiritual focus and to ask the hard questions, and then you take it from there and got it. You might be somebody who is very, like like the way you read Scripture and the questions you naturally ask in Scripture, you can take, and then some of it has to do with your group personality too, if Mm -hmm. they respond to this, you can take and you can ask cutting questions reflexive of yourself that lead to open door conversations. Um, so all you need to do is you need to prayerfully figure out what passage of scripture that you're going to read through. Um, or like on the, on the Bible study side, you might need to rely on exercises and Justin used this word and we'll get to that word because this is a discipline Mm -hmm. disciplines to get there. Because here's the deal. When you as a group are grabbing your material, your Bible study, your Bible. All of it has to be centered on the Bible, okay? We're not just talking about you grab a feel-good, you know, uh, God to changing your life type right. deal. All of these are based on Scripture, and so that that's an absolute and assumed thing we're talking about here. But really what you're trying to get to is the presence of God as a group. Yeah, and I think kind of going off what you said, Matt, 
um, you can get paralysis by analysis of all the the resources that are out there and and what should we do and and again knowing the why you're doing what you do uh, I think is critical and I think one of the reasons or one of the ways you can help identify that why is to poll your group say hey where where are we struggling as a group um, I remember being in a group and we talked about man we just need some kind of spiritual rhythms of rest and how to just rest in God's word and so we did a, a few week study on spiritual disciplines and, mm-hmm. and, and spiritual rhythms. And that takes it from just another resource that we can do, or this sounds like it's the, the coolest resource, to something that actually meant something to each one of us in that group because yeah. we knew the why. Okay, we want to draw closer to God and, and through spiritual disciplines in a specific way. And so we spent the next few weeks um, studying that. Yeah, and for me, when I when I have this time, um, my my go to is let's three, read through a passage of scripture together. Yeah. Now that's also because that's what I have honed in on 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 what works really well with me and my groups. Also, and I'm just throwing this out as, as kind of a caveat: as you continue to lead groups, as you continue to be a part of groups, um, develop your bookshelf of go to stuff that helps you get to the presence of God. And so like me, as I'm sitting here in my office, I'm looking at my shelf, and there's a ton of Bible studies up there, but really there are three that if I'm not just studying through Scripture that I go to because they help us get there. And two of those three are literally spiritual discipline, quiet time-based mm-hmm. things. One of them is Enjoy the Silence, which talks about like meditative study of Scripture and allowing the Scripture to speak to you. One of them is a very basic walkthrough, which is Every Man and Warrior Book One on how to have a quiet time. And then the other one is a book that is Return to Holiness, which really just asks cutting and abrasive self-evaluation questions. It makes you dive in and go, okay, where's my heart really at? Mm-hmm. Because all of those, even though they're materials, are pathways that help me as the group leader get our group to the presence of God. And when we're talking about that, like if we're sitting here trying to talk about, okay, well, how do you know you're getting there? Because human feeling... Right. Can be deceptive. Right. Like you can have an emotional group time without scripture. Mm-hmm. Like you can emote as a human without scripture. And so that's one thing to be aware of. You know, you can be emotional outside of the direct group presence of God. And so one thing that we kind of listed up here that we want to talk through, if you want a, a litmus test of is my group encountering the presence of God, normally when you look in scripture at how people encounter the presence of God and what happens to them, one of a few things happen. Number one, they are in awe of God. They are overwhelmed by God's presence. They are humbled. They are just just completely in shock because they experienced the presence of God. And so one way to summarize that, that plainly is your group walking away from your time in Scripture renewed in worship, mm-hmm. in awe of who God is. The other thing that happens within the presence of God is the sinful human experiences abrasiveness. Meaning they become aware of sin or action they need to change in their life. The other thing that happens in Scripture that's along those lines, but it's a little bit different because it's not necessarily a sin-based thing, is there's a revelation of a change in direction. Hmm. And so if you're looking at those three things and you're going, and and just just real quick, understand this, not every single group time is going to be revelation. Right. Like it's not going to be astounding revelation. Because there is a discipline element, because human feelings exist, you're going to have group times where you went, oh, okay, that was good, but you're not like all walking out the door in tears. Right. And I'd even go further. I'd say with guys, more times than not, 
you're going to enjoy the connection, especially at first. Right. And then as you become and get closer and closer to having that experience, that presence of God together, what's going to happen is different people in your group each week are going to have that one of those three abrasives. Right. Like one of those three things happen. They're going to be in awe. They're going to experience a conviction or they're going to experience a change in direction. Right. And those are the things we're trying to get to. So when it gets to the material question, really what you're looking for is what is going to help you with who you are, who your group is, and where God is in your life. What's going to help you as a group get to the focus of the presence of God and His Word? Yeah, and I think knowing that focus, you mentioned it, some, sometimes we may leave our group and it was, man, that was a nice time of fellowship. That was a nice time to be together. We, we studied God's Word. Um, but if we know that focus, if we know our why of meeting, it gives us a path to go down and we don't have to rely on our feelings. We don't have to, like you said, we can, uh, as humans, we can emote without God's word. And I think sometimes we can have God's word and feel kind of emotionless. Not, not that God's word ever is empty, but we can say, you know what? We studied this. I don't know that I really felt a whole lot or that God really revealed a whole lot to me. Um, but again, it's a it's a journey. It's a discipline. I know why I'm here, and my focus is to is His presence, and I'm going to help others get there. And I know this is helping me get there. And uh, we mentioned this too. Just like uh, if you are a fitness guru and you hit the gym, some some workouts can be great. You're feeling great after others. You struggle through. Some weeks you see, you know, you, you're meeting your your nutrition or fitness goals. Other weeks you're you're not. But you have to keep doing it week after week because you know it's helping you get to your yep. goal. You know your why. You know your focus. And so you keep doing that. So regardless of our feelings around it, um, it's healthy and it's good for us to know that that's our focus and to go after it. Absolutely. And I love the like the exercise analogy is great because part of what you've got to realize within yourself, as your group is getting started, think about it. And me and Justin might be experts at this as somebody who's really out of shape. Mm. Like right now, if you're talking to me about Matt – you need to get in physical shape. Here's what I know. The next two months are going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. They're going to be horrible. Is And I've got to go through that before I become healthy and also begin to f- enjoy it. Yeah. And there's an aspect of that with a spiritual life. When you're spiritually disconnected from God, and understand this about your, about your group and about yourself, um, your first few weeks are going to have to be a push. Mm-hmm. But really where this element comes in, where you're experiencing the presence of God, is from where people are beginning to dive in and be disciplined and push through the hard parts. And I would almost say you probably will go four to six weeks in most cases, unless you just happen to have a group who's already diving in with God personally, who who is experienced. And that happens very rarely, um, because most of the time when you have a Bible study coming together, it's people who are aware they need that, but we don't fully know how to do that. And so as you're learning how to do it the first four or six weeks, understand, just like somebody who's out of shape, getting in shape, the first part of that's it's tough. It is really tough. Mm-hmm. But that's where you got to push through. That's where I, I always put a marker in my head of, okay, if we get to six or seven weeks, that should be a direct awareness that that's when we're going to start rounding the corner. That's when all of a sudden we're going we're gonna to experience instead of having to get up early or having to make time for your group or having to study your material, that's when you're going to start to have those weeks, those moments every now and then where you're excited, you're eager, you're pushed towards the presence of God. Now, once again, that can change. That can be different based on where everybody's at spiritually. That might happen sooner. That might happen later. 
But at the end of the day, when we're talking about that element of Scripture, that's why it's so very, very important because that's where the meat of what's going to happen in your group time has to happen. And when we talk about material, when we talk about video-based studies, you need to make sure that those are Scripture-based, mm-hmm. that they are pointing you to Scripture, that it's not focused on this person's opinion of Scripture or this commentator or the speaker's opinion of Scripture. Um, because we can do that. We can we can go get, kind of celebritize people and begin to follow the person instead of Scripture. And we don't want to have, you know, for just, just grabbing a random name, we don't want to have uh, John Piper small groups. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have David Platt small groups. We don't mm-hmm. have Beth Moore small groups. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have Beth Moore discipleship or John Piper discipleship. We want to, as disciples following Christ, come along beside each other right. and pursue God. Well, we hope that this is helpful. We hope that this is continuing. Next week, we're going to touch on our last in the big four, which is action, which is a major element. And I'm going to be honest, this is one of those points in most discipleship environments, small groups, Sunday school classes, uh, where you lose traction. Mm. And we're going to talk about those errors and kind of talk about this. So next week will probably be, um, for a lot of us, a newer dive into elements of healthy discipleship. But we'll see you next week. Oh,